The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona. And I have to say, this is one of the most beautiful, glorious days I've ever experienced at the end of May. The whole month has been remarkably beautiful. Um, And I I don't know why I felt I had to share that with you. I just want you to know it's so beautiful here. It's a perfect day to talk about love, and that's what we're going to do today. Abraham Maslow and his hierarchy of needs put biological and physiological needs first. You have to have these before you can get anything else, and that's air, food, drink, shelter, warmth, sex, sleep. And he put the need for safety second, which gives you protection from elements, security, order, law, stability, freedom from fear. And then, when you have all that, you you come to love, the need for love and belongingness. This includes friendship, intimacy, affection, love from your work group, family, friends, romantic relationships, and I would like to add love from yourself. Only when these needs are met can you move on to self-esteem and self-actualization. And those are at the top of his chart, and we all want that in terms of success and uh, liking who we are. We all want and we all need love. It's universal. It's almost impossible to define love, and if we asked 100 people what love is, we get 100 different answers. But we don't need to define it to know that we are or are not loved. Today we're going to talk with Kimberly Hart about how to transform your love life. Maybe to get one if you don't have one. Kimberly Hart has been a trusted advisor to world changers and maverick leaders for more than 20 years. Don't you love that? World changers, changers, changers and maverick leaders. I think you have to be a maverick to bring about real change. She consults and lectures internationally on relationships and the challenge of personal change. She's been featured on CBS and NBC National News and cited in Cosmopolitan, Glamour, and multiple regional newspapers and magazines. She's hosted her own talk radio show on both coasts and has been a guest on over 150 radio stations. Her first book, When Fairy Tale Romances Break Real Hearts, was met with enthusiastic acclaim from readers and reviewers alike. She has recently released her newest book, Get Love, How to Transform Your Love Life. She is with us today even though she has the flu. So if her voice sounds a little cranky, a little cracky, please overlook it knowing that she has graciously gotten out of bed to be with us on this show. It is my absolute delight and pleasure and gratitude 
for Kimberly Hart for being with us today. Kimberly, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Uh, thank you so very much for having me. We're going to have grandson today. I think so, and you know what? You don't sound like you have the flu right now, so we'll just continue to believe that you don't. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, this is always my first question. Who is Kimberly Hart? Well, I think the most important thing to know about me is that I walk the talk. I have my own mentors. I absolutely um, grow and change and become more all the time. I don't think we have the right to offer a position of guidance, such as being a mentor. If you are not doing that for yourself, you started out the show by saying self-love is so important. It is key in almost every level of success because it's important to define success. If success is having access to resources, it's not just about money in the bank. And as you also said about Maslow, it's important when you have survival security that there is money in the bank. It's very difficult to think about anything else if you're not sure you're paying your rent this month. But for me, it is a commitment, indeed a covenant, that I continue to grow. I think that that may be one of the most important statements anybody's made on this show. I totally agree with you. You have your hands full, I know. You're the founder and CEO of Mentoring the Masters, which is a boutique consulting firm specializing in concierge mentoring. I think that's just such a lovely niche. And I know you're into some other things as well. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, look, I'll explain mentoring the masters first. I really like the idea of having grand impact, but I don't have to be the one that's being grand. My job is to help leaders, CEOs, boards of directors, executive committees and law firms, take a look at their company, and that always means their people, and find out how everybody can be lifted to the next level. And what a concierge mentor is, it's someone that has, trusted, has been trusted to the point where I have access to every area of their lives. So if they're having trouble with their kids, we deal with that. If they're having trouble in their marriage, we deal with that. If their lawyer isn't doing what their lawyer should be doing, we find a new lawyer. If their doctor isn't operating in the way that is of best service, we find a new doctor. My job is to be the hub of the wheel so that their life can be all we want it to be. Because if our leaders are happy, healthy, loved, and successful, the world changes. It's a term that I think many have not heard. Are there many of you out there, or is this something that you've developed for your, your specific clients? I developed for my clients, but when I went looking, I can find one other who uses the term as well. In fact, he even wrote a book called the, um, not called Sierra CEO, but the, let's see if I can remember the name, Concierge CEO. And the consigliere or Concierge, depending upon where you're from, means in the old days, they were the people in the mob who took care of the props for the head guy. Right. So now in a much, yeah, now in a much more realistic way, it is the problem solver. 
and whether it is a consigliere CEO or, and you use that term, or we use the term concierge mentoring, it, it isn't done often for two reasons. One, you have to have vast experience to be able to handle all those areas. And two, it's a bloody lot of work. I'm on call 24-7, and most people just don't want to work like that. I was I going to say, it must be incredibly time-consuming. Yes, sir. You're doing more from that for them than their husband or wife probably does. Yes. And and the difference is they pay me. And the difference <laughs> is that I, my only agenda, my only agenda is the welfare of their company and then the welfare of themselves. And so it is good to have someone as your secret weapon who is willing to do that. And yes, it takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment, but for me, it is not martyred. I do it because I love it. And when I stop loving it, I'll do something else. And that's not the only thing you're doing. You have a new, you know, new piece in your puzzle, as I understand. I do. A couple of years ago, I asked myself, what's next? I, I think that it's important that we reinvent ourselves frequently and that we use the skills that we have acquired through life and through education in as many imaginative ways as fills our heart. And so that was why I wrote the second book, Get Love, How to Transfer Your Love Life. And we've just revised that book to be shorter for people who really prefer the abridged version. And I decided that I wanted to champion love. But what does that mean? What does it mean to champion love? It's, it is the basic human drive is to want to be more and more loving in the world. Well, how do we meet that drive if we're unhappy? How do we meet that drive if we don't have, as you mentioned, the hierarchy of needs that Maslow laid out for us absolutely embraced? Because if you meet the hierarchy of Maslow's, you are now happy. If you reach beyond that, you now can be joyous. And so I decided I wanted to work with transformational leaders in any industry that already had achieved ground zero of happy. And what I'm doing now is I am literally traveling the country interviewing these men and women because I'm going to hand invite 10 to 15 of them into something called a master heart. Now, most of us know what a mastermind is. That is a group of people who commit a significant amount of money for a year to work with their peers and a leader to advance their business in some way. That's not what I want to do. You can find many people who do that and who do it with excellence. So why reinvent the wheel? What I prefer to do is to have people be bonded with their hearts. And what I mean by that is when you form an accord between one person and another, it is a heart commitment. What would happen if major leaders would come together and have have a very secure inner sanctum in which they could deal with their own issues? But what would happen if they operated like the founders of this country and recognized that no one's perfect, but we cannot continue to want to create the past or even fix the past. We must move forward and found something new, like our foremothers and forefathers did. I just got back from Washington, D.C. None of them are per- none of them were perfect. They all had their own issues, and if you want to pick them apart, you could do that. 
But what they did together, what they did in Congress, and I'm not talking about politics, in Congress meaning as they came together, is they did something for the world that has never been done. And regardless of the wounds and scars that we as America have, we still are the place the rest of the world looks to. And it's a shame when we show... I'm going to say the downside of what freedom can look like, and we see that in our politics today. But what if we set politics aside, and what if a group of leaders that had significant followings came together and said, how do we found a new future for the world? Could they indeed tilt the world and create something that is beyond what has ever de- been done before. And so that's what I'm doing. And we call it the Master Heart Think Tank. And I hope by September we'll be well on their way. That is an absolutely stunningly breathtaking idea. On that note, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'd like to talk a little more about that. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Kimberly Hart, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back, and the dog says maybe he'll be quiet, maybe not. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Kimberly Hart. And before the break, we were talking about her new, I want to say venture, but really it's an adventure called Master Heart 
uh, bringing leaders together to come to new solutions for some of the problems or challenges that we're facing on this planet. Um, my mind is boggled. I absolutely love this idea. Kimberly, what are the prerequisites for the people that you'll consider to be a part of this group? How many are you thinking about putting in it? Will there be more than one group? My, my mind is just going crazy with this. <laughs> you know, but what do they have to bring to the table? They have to bring to the table something that is very difficult even to grasp when I say the words, much less be able to hold as how you function in the world. So let me paint a picture. If you and I were going to leave everything behind and all we had is a backpack because we won our hands free and we went out into the world and we had no maps, every place we went would be new. Every place we went would be an adventure, and we would know that we were going to get lost a lot and that we would be in the unknown for a very long time. And that's what has to happen if you're really going to be an innovator because this is not about fixing anything. This is about creating new things. Well, does that mean inventing something? Perhaps. But it's more like this. And, and here's where it gets mind-boggling. We all know that the medical system in our country does not work. It is a paradox of master healers, master technicians, who many, many people, in fact, it would be argued that most, do not have access to because of something called money. Now, we could sit down and we could try to solve that issue, or we could say... Let's pretend we know nothing about the medical system. What would we found now? What do people need now? Because remember, in this country, we went from what was called the barefoot doctors and, and family physicians who traveled in buggies and on horses and went from place to place, and they knew absolutely what was wrong with you because they walked into your house and they looked around and said, holy cats. We need to fix A, B, C, and D, so they helped you fix your home as well as yourself. But they didn't know what they were going to get. They walked into the unknown. Now, in the macrocosm, in the much bigger picture that we are going to be looking at, what if we would throw all assumptions away? What if we didn't know anything? Could we walk into metaphysically and spiritually the unknown in such a way that we allowed the answers to be found, F-O-U-N-D, not fixed. And for most people, that is something that is very difficult to grasp. And so in my conversations with people, if they say things to me like, let's make a list of goals, what is our mission statement, they're not the right people. Doesn't mean they're not wonderful leaders, doesn't mean they don't serve the planet, it's just, it's not a fit. Because this isn't about goals, because you can't have goals until you get lost. We so must, you, we are going to rebirth this world into something that works for everybody. So Let's you have to, to find people who like can literally take their country. thinking back to ground zero and start as if they know nothing about anything. Is yes. that what you're saying? Well... 
you come with your wisdom, you come with all your experience, you come with all your book learning, you come with all of that stuff, just like if you and I were going out and exploring the world, and I am directionally challenged, you don't want me to be the one who decides to turn right or left. That's not one of my bailiwicks. I don't do that But it well. might be mine, so I could say, look, the sun is over here, and we know it's the afternoon, so we need to go this way. Yes. <laughs> is that what you're exactly saying? Exactly right. Exactly right. Everyone comes internally with all of their stuff, in, including the stuff that doesn't work. We're people. As long as we have belly buttons, we will have things that don't work for us. It's okay. We can continue to grow. We can continue to learn. And now you have a set of powerful allies who have agreed to lay their personal stuff down to say, okay, what can we do? Not, not because we're going to save the world, but because we're going to literally found new pieces of the world. I, I really am rather speechless, which is not a good thing when you're hosting a radio show. Um, it, it's just such an exciting concept. And my mind is saying, where on earth do you find this person? It's like Diogenes going through town looking for an honest man. Where do you find people that can put aside what they know about their specialty, for instance, to come up with brand new ideas as though um, he didn't know solutions that have been applied in that same arena before. Where do you find that? It starts out with someone picking up the phone and saying, you know what, I know someone. And I'll pick up the phone and call them, and and someone will introduce us during emails. My initial list had 21 people, and that list has grown and grown, and I keep talking, and what I'm doing is I'm making connections the first time through, and if someone says, yes, I want to know what else, they go on the yes list, and then they'll be called back and invited at, after a second phone call or a second visit because I'm hopping on planes to sit down and talking to people about this because, you see, it's a two-way interview. I, I might just be this crazy woman who thinks that the world can be created anew, and, and that's not hyperbole. I really believe that. Oh, and I'm so as crazy as you are. Because I think it can be, too. Yes. But as Einstein and said, not with the same solutions we've used before. Right. It should be new. The minds that create the problems are not the same minds that can solve the problem. Exactly. So tell me the kind, I don't need to know names, but tell me the kind of people you have in terms of mix of, I want to say professions, but that's not it specialties no. or interests or skills or, you know, talents. We have, we have one person who has um, a following of a couple hundred thousand um, who teaches people how to work with other people in joint ventures. <sighs> we have someone who teaches people how to reach beyond their limitations. We have people who we have, and people, I mean men and women, we have someone who has mixed engineering and magic together in such a way. By magic, I mean, let me just define that. When we have a miracle, when we have a magic in our life, it is something that is beyond what we could have expected. 
expected. We'll just use that as the definition of magic. And that can be consciously created. And this is an engineer who is very practical, make a list, how do we do this? So there's that blend. Um, there are people who live in other countries who are um, reaching out in their industries to solve a variety of problems, from cold fusion to medical equipment. Um, and the truth is, I don't care what they're doing in their lives as long as they, they are happy, they have a successful following, and that they can hold, we have to walk into the unknown and found a new world. And, and they, they agree, they're like Mavericks, they agree they'd like to be world changers, and it's okay that none of us know what that means. My job is to create the space and the safety. My job is to do the blending. My job is to not allow anyone, and I'm hoping to choose people who wouldn't consider that, my job is to know that this is a peer group, and even though I am the founding member, there is no, there is no big boss leader here. This is a true conglomeration, a true congress of minds. And you're going to get this off the ground. When did you say? Did you say September? Did I hear September? Yes. I hope to have the first group of 10 together in September. And you asked, will there be other groups? Not for a while. We need to figure out how this works. But the next group we'll put together um, will be a group of millennials, a group of people born between 1980 and 2000 because they have a different and unique way of thinking. And we will find ways to sponsor them so they can afford the entry fee so that they, too, can join this new way of being in the world. And they, they will have us as their mentors, and we will learn from them as well. So within a year, I hope to have that group going with the help of the initial group. Oh, it would be fun to have those two groups together after a, a certain period of of working in your own group. Oh, my goodness. I, I think that it's absolutely amazing. Can I be bold enough to ask what the entry fee is? Because I, if there's anybody listening that wants to be a part of this, I'm sure they have the fee already set aside. Sure. sure. The entry fee is $25,000. That's not impossible, not for people that have achieved what they need to have achieved to be a part of this. It's pretty standard. There are groups out there that are masterminds that the buy-in fee is 50000 and 100000 Yes. So for the people we're talking about, it is, it is something that they are not unused to hearing. Well, as I said, I am speechless. It's time to go to break. So while I'm catching back, letting my brain catch back up with this, um, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Kimberly Hart, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back, and we're going to talk about love. We're 
on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Kimberly Hart. We've been talking about a new adventure that Kimberly's doing called Master Heart. Uh, If you did not hear the first part of the show, please listen to this. It's one of the most astonishing, challenging, exciting uh, projects, if we can give it such a name, that I've heard about maybe in my lifetime. And Kimberly, you're going to have to come back and tell us after those first meetings how it was received and how it's going. Um, what an exciting concept and fits right in with this whole concept of loving because this is loving the planet and all the people in it and trying to get them back on track so happiness is within the reach of all of us. I want to talk a little bit about love. I looked at your website this morning, and in great big headlines at the top, it says, love frightens us, be brave. Uh, Why does fear dominate the dynamics of loving relationships, Kimberly? And I think this is critical even in terms of your new project. Oh, of course it is. Everything needs to be founded in love, and, and that's that's literal. That's that's not hyperbole. That's little. Anything that we do that is not founded in love—love love for ourselves, love for something else, love for a project, love for a passion—we can love something that we do. For instance, I've worked with CEOs now for 
30-some years. And I will tell you that many of them love their business much more than they love their family or their children. That's their first love. And, Absolutely, and that, yeah. We should, not, we should not turn our heads and be judgmental about that. That's who they are. And love, the reason why it takes courage to love is because by definition you must be vulnerable. You so, have to, yeah. You, you must be vulnerable. So the question you can ask yourself is, is it fear or is it anger that is keeping you from love? And you knew the minute I asked the question what the answer was for you. Is <laughs> yeah. it fear or is it anger that keeps you from love? Because what I hear as I lecture around the world and present seminars is, but Kimberly, you don't understand. No, that's, that's the wrong question. Of course I understand. It's that I won't take your excuse because I want you to have the love you want. That's the point. And so is it fear or is it anger that's in your way from getting the love you want? Because love demands vulnerability. And love also demands a partnership with intimacy. And intimacy, by definition, is are you willing to be close and open? Think about that. Open and tender, and vulnerable, and trusting. Trust is another big boogaboo. Those two, vulnerability and trust, is what keeps most people from really having the love they so desperately say they want. And intimacy also is about caring and knowing. Those two things must be Siamese twins if you're going to have a successful relationship. You must know and understand love, and you must know and understand intimacy, and they have a common denominator, vulnerability and trust. Do you think that young people coming up today have a clue about what love is? They certainly don't see it in the media. I'm not so sure they're seeing it at home. Where do people learn about what love really is? You see, I don't think it's just the new generations, the millennials or the next generation that they're calling the Z generation. No, I, I, I don't think any of us did. Think about our parents. No. I mean, uh, I, there wasn't a lot of love in my home. There and wasn't a people. whole lot in mine either, and we didn't talk about anything. We didn't talk about any of it. You know, right. the, the big goal for girls when I was in high school and that was a long time ago, was you, you go to college to find a husband who can make you a good living, and you get married. Yes. And the scary thing is that cycle is back in now. Too many young women are going to college to find a husband so they can create a home. The millennials think about life different than we do, and I'm being way too general. But bottom line is, unlike the boomers who have become their job, the millennials don't want that. They want to have a balanced life. They want to have a family. They want, in some countries, six months leave when you have a children. I mean, as boomers, you and I go, what? Six months off work? What business could possibly survive? If What's the boss going to do? <laughs> How's yeah, the boss going to replace you? That. So there, there is this disconnect in how the generations think. But there is, uh, there is the same problem in every generation. 
is that we truly don't understand love. Now, do we experience it? Oh, you bet you do. And, and here's a trick. Go into a pet store and pick up a new kitten or a new puppy and see what happens to your body and your heart. Do you know they're not going to hurt you? You become expansive in the moment. You feel, if you're an animal person at all, you feel levels of joy. There are not many experiences that we allow ourselves with other human beings that are that open and that, oh, I love this puppy, you know, this puppy smell. And we don't meet another human being and go, oh, I can't wait to really know you. I love you already. We, we don't do that. We no. come with, with masks and guards and shields because we have learned that's how we need to survive. And we well, should somebody never, might hurt us, really you know, if we, if we, we open up. We should never drop our shield until they are replaced with a better coping mechanism than that shield. I'm not recommending you go, you go out there and you let any Tom, Dick, Jane, or Louise have access to your heart. I want you to have access to your heart. I want you to be vulnerable and love yourself. And most of us don't even know where to begin with that. Okay, that's a good question. Where do you begin with that? We don't teach it in school. We don't teach it in home. I don't right. know that they teach it in church. Um, where else would you get it? You can get all kinds of interesting ideas on TV, but I'm not so sure they're very solid. Yeah, I agree with you. In fact, I'm doing a seven-day retreat starting not this Saturday, but the following Saturday for a bunch of women leaders. And one of the things I'm going to be talking about is the aspects of self. If you, and this is something my mentor taught me, if you break yourself up into components, and you find out how they feel about your life, things begin to make more sense. So let me explain. We all know we have a nurturer in us, someone who can nurture. We all know that we have an innocence, someone who is, oh, and we get astonished and have wonder. And we have a waif, which is the streetwise one. And there are 12 of those, all of which, if I would name them all for you, you would recognize immediately the part of you that is that. What if, in meditation or closed-eyes visualization, you went and met all 12 of the aspects of you and found out who were the ones who needed more love, and you offered that? Not just yourself, but, for instance, maybe the wise one that is part of the aspects of self. Maybe you and your wise one took your innocent who's been beaten up and no longer is, has any wonder in the world. What if the two of you would sit down and just love that part of you? That's how you begin to love yourself, using the parts of you to love the parts of you that have been damaged. Now, for those who say, well, I don't need anyone else, here is one exercise you can do where you indeed don't need anyone else. But I don't recognize, I don't recommend that you don't need someone else. The world more and more is demanding co-creation and community. And for those of us who have spent lifetimes in being lone wolves, it's not going to work anymore. The universe is demanding a different way of looking at the world. It's imperative. It's imperative. You, yes. you, you say nothing changes until you do. Um, yeah. Nothing changes. I, I love it. Uh, Tony Robbins' quote, nothing changes if nothing changes. 
but nothing changes until you do. I and that that pretty much applies to across the board everything. And, and, and your life is going to change until you do. And just to give credit where credit's due, my mentor also taught me that one. But here's the deal. If you're sitting across the kitchen table from somebody and you're going, what am I doing here? Why won't they do X, Y, and Z? Then you have to ask yourself the question, how do I change? Not necessarily to stay, but they're not going to change. You have no control over changing them. You only have the power to change yourself, to be more and more loving to yourself and then make decisions about the people you allow in your life from this place of loving yourself. And that is not an easy job sometimes. Oh, Lord, no. (laughs) A lot of people have to overcome the teaching that you put everybody else first. Uh, Loving yourself is selfish you know, selfish, uh, egotistical, all those bad words that we were taught as children uh, to put everybody else first. You know, you wonder why we're not more screwed up than we are. Oh, we're pretty screwed up. Yeah. That's okay. We're, We're human. We're here practicing not to be screwed up. And different generations do it differently. The boomers taught their children to love themselves first, and so now we have a bunch of entitled folks who don't know how, and it's an overgeneralization, who don't know how to survive without guidance in the world. And for the boomers, their their sense of martyr and self-sacrifice made them angry, entitled people. So all generations are messed up, and you know what? That's okay, because we also are loving and brilliant and giving and all of the things that we need to be. But... What we've never done, at least that I can track in, human, in humankind's history, is ask people to really love themselves first for the purpose of fulfilling their human drive of being more and more loving in the world. It's like an empty glass. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to offer someone who is dying of dehydration water? You can't. You don't have anything to give. And on that note, we're going to go to break. And while we go to break, think about that. How can you begin to love yourself enough that you can begin to help other people be more loving as well? This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Kimberly Hart, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's time to access your magic. 
Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back. My guest today is Kimberly Hart. We've been talking about all kinds of things that have to do with love, um, especially her new project, Master Heart. I want you to pay attention and watch for things that are happening with that. It is so, so exciting. We've been talking a little bit about love and relationships, so I, I, I want to ask this question, and this may take us right to the end. But I think it's an incredibly important question. What does a truly successful, loving relationship look like, and what does it feel like? Oh. I think that the question is one that we ask ourselves on a personal level. Because here are some interesting things about love, is that because it's successful for me, And my definition of love doesn't mean it's what my partner's definition of love is. And it's when those definitions match, and get this, this is sneaky, even if the rest of society would consider it being unhealthy, if it matches, then we need to step aside and not judge how other people choose to love each other. And I'm not talking about abusive relationships. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how people define what is loving in their lives. And I might see that totally different than somebody else. So how you know you're in a loving relationship, you have a sense of mattering. You have a sense of worth. You get joy in loving the other person, and you get joy in receiving their love. You feel known, and you take the time to know them. You understand that there'll be a time when you don't love them that day. Love is not continuous. I'm sorry, it's not constant. It is continuous. It's like the ocean. A wave comes in and a wave goes out. Love is like that. And people break up when the wave of love happens to be out because they haven't paired the Siamese twins of intimacy and love. By that I mean is you can be totally in love with someone and three months later roll over and go, what the heck am I doing with this person? I hasten to say, wait. 
if there's intimacy there, if that's your best friend laying in bed next to you, love will come back. It's continuous, but it is not constant. And that one fact about love shows us how little we really know about love. And in a loving relationship, you take a breath and you go, don't love them today. In fact, not sure I like them today. Now, what do I need to change in me? Nothing changes until you do to give the relationship the space to continue to bloom. It doesn't have to look like your neighbor, your mother, your father, your spiritual guidance in whatever faith that is works for you. It has to work for you and the person sitting across the breakfast table from you. And, and talking about it out loud, this is what I consider to be loving, and this is how I'd like to love you, and then compare notes, because you might be loving them in a way they don't experience that loving at all. I'll give you a quick example. Men's basic fear is not being enough. Women's basic fear is not being loved. So if the husband walks into the house and says, babe, oh, you did such a good job of cleaning the house, trying to be loving, she goes, tell me you love me. I don't care that I clean the house well. Yeah. If you say, if you say to him, honey, oh, honey, I love you so much, but never tell him how important he is and what he does, he's going to feel empty. We must match our loves. And it's interesting that we don't hear that along the way. You know, I'm I'm going to get married on Friday. Who are you anyway? <laughs> you know, right. it's kind of how it is. I'm I'm an ordained minister, and I used to do a lot of weddings, and I was always sometimes basically shocked at how little they knew about each other. Yes. I mean, there was lots of excitement there, but very little knowledge about the other person. When, when do you talk about these things? Yeah, they're missing one of the basic steps of intimacy, and that is to know and be known. Now, I would think that if you could get up in the morning and say, yikes, today's one of those days I don't like you very much. Can I have some space? And your partner would say, ooh, okay, I understand. That yes. you could probably get things, you know, back together rather easily, but um, we aren't taught to be that way in anything, actually, not, not even in business. Yes, you know. that's true. Where, where do you learn these things? Some of this, some of this I think, is built in, um, but I think we forget a lot of it or push it away along the way, trying to be like somebody told us we needed to be. Right. And the pictures we've painted in our romance novels and on TV are ridiculous. One of the ways is, is in Get Love, the first half of the book, which you can get on Amazon or on my website, getlove.com, is that I show you one of the relationships I was in. I actually share my love letters with you. You actually watch us really get to know each other. And then I make comments along the way as to see how I fell on my face, see his fear, see my fear, so that you can see how people who are really, really willing to embrace intimacy and go for it, how they behave, how they talk to each other, the time and energy that goes into that. And the second half of the book is how do you change your personal beliefs about love so they don't get in the way of you having the love you want. 
Tell tell people how they can find you as as well as the book Amazon.com, absolutely. Uh, and I would say get this book. What you did in this book, it, it, I mean, it was quite brave. Um, you were wide open, and thank you. Now, thank you. You're welcome. Remember, my commitment is to walk the talk. If I can't be vulnerable with you, then why should you be vulnerable with me? You can get, you can contact me through getlove.com. You can get, okay. we get love. In fact, I have two gifts for you. A conversation on loneliness and a conversation on true love. Totally free of charge. Go, go and enjoy. Okay. Is that for the listeners? Yes, absolutely. Go to her website. Uh, getlove.com with all the W's and the HTTPs. Uh, getlove.com. If you don't have her book, you can order it there. Pick up her gifts. They're certainly worth the, the time. Uh, a, a wonderful read. Kimberly, I hate to say this. We are right up to the end of this show. I, I really hate to see this end. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Your love will always work for you. Your life will always work for you if you truly love yourself. If it's bumpy, it's about not loving yourself enough. Oh, wow. Life is about loving yourself. In fact, you can't love anybody else until you do. I thank you so much so much for being on this show today. I think you've gifted us with many thoughts and I deeply appreciate them. And, uh, you know, I I just want to say, you know, uh, this new project is so ambitious and so adventurous and so wonderful. I really would like to keep our listeners apprised of its progress. It would be my pleasure, and everyone put some positive thinking into it. I appreciate the help. We definitely will. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Kimberly Hart, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.